Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined here by Mr. Mark Murphy. We're going to take a little break from our football coverage of Auburn's SEC opener against LSU. Um, And we're going to talk some Auburn basketball. Auburn preseason practice opened up today. I'm recording this on Tuesday. Me and Mark got a little spoiled. It's been a long time uh, since we've talked consistently to players or coaches in person with setup media stuff. Um, And we've talked to Bruce Pearl now in person two days in a row. Um, and it was pretty great. And then, Mark, by my calculations, the last time we talked to a football or basketball player in person was that March game against Texas A&M to close out the 2020 season. I think today was the first time since then. Um, it felt pretty good. It, it, it's fun to talk to players in person as opposed to Zoom. Um, they're, they're a lot more genuine, I think. It's, it's easy to have a genuine conversation. I don't know what you think about that or if anyone cares about that. Well, I agree, but I've, I've certainly talked to players and coaches in person oh yeah yeah yeah. like set up set up media stuff for formal university approved interviews it's you know they haven't been doing a lot of those lately except through zoom and uh i think bruce pearl got sick of the zoom uh in fact i don't think there's any doubt about it so uh yeah the uh he's looking forward to normalcy this season that includes uh his um students back courtside Give himself a big home court advantage. And uh, uh, I think he's looking forward to the season, Nathan. It's a really different looking roster. They've got, uh, you know, four transfers coming in. I think all those guys are really going to help immediately. And then they've got uh, Jabari Smith, five-star freshman coming in, who's pretty mature for his age and certainly really talented. So uh, I think Auburn fans are going to be excited about watching this team. And once again, all the season tickets are sold out. Um, There's a waiting list to get them. And uh, that's the Bruce Pearl factor. Yeah, certainly, you know, all that, you know, leads people to believe and and certainly leads Bruce Pearl to believe the arena is going to be at full capacity. That's what he said they're they're planning for right now. Obviously, Auburn's got a a mask mandate on indoor things on campus when you go inside somewhere. So he said today, you know, that that's what they're planning for. They haven't gotten the official word yet. Um, so they're going to see how that goes. But, yeah, so Auburn open practice um, today. And, you know, Bruce Pearl's expectations for this team, Mark, when he talked to us earlier in the summer, um, were really high because he thought it was a good blend of experience from last year's roster that was super young, youngest in the country. And then, like you said, some really important newcomers. Um, but that took a bit of a blow when Alan Flanagan went out. Um, just what can you tell me about what Bruce has said over the past couple of days about him? We saw him at practice today um, in the scooter with his boot on. And who are some guys that you think might step up in his absence at the beginning of the season, first first couple months or so? Yeah, I saw Allen actually stay after practice. He was shooting jumpers off of one foot and uh, with his big uh, walking boot on the other one. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a big loss, Nathan. Uh, you know, the guy, so strong. He can penetrate. He plays good defense. And he can play the one, the two, and the three and can defend those positions. And, uh, you know, I thought he was about the most improved player in the Southeastern Conference uh, from his freshman to sophomore seasons. Now, Jalen Williams really improved too, but I think, uh, you know, Allen was the most improved on the team and he really did a lot of good things and he'll be missed. And, you know, I'm going to throw in another miss here too because they really thought – you know, Desi Seals, 
the transfer from Arkansas was going to be a part of the mix. And he would give him another experience guard with lots of experience playing and scoring and starting in the SEC. And when he wasn't able to transfer in for academic reasons, I think that upset the apple cart a little bit. And uh, the second deal with Alan Flanagan not being available is upset it even more. So I think Bruce Pearl's more concerned about this season than he was maybe three months ago. Yeah. A lot of potential still um, with this roster, looking at what they bring back. But like you said, fourth leading scorer in the SEC made a huge improvement. Went from a guy who was, I don't remember what he was shooting from three. He only attempted not, not too many his freshman year, but it was like, shooting 12% or something like that. About the same percentage of makes as you had watching from the sidelines. Right. right. <laughs> it's probably as many as I, as I would have made going out. Well, probably not. Probably. I probably wouldn't make any, but uh, you know, huge jump for him. Um, a guy that you talked about is somebody we talked to today, Jalen Williams. Um, and some interesting comments from Bruce about uh, what his positionless basketball, we, we've heard him talk about that the past couple of years, but, and really what his lineups are going to look like. Um, he pretty much just said today, death to the power forward position. Uh, he said, that's not really something they're going to do anymore. Um, we saw a little bit of it last season with the way Jalen Williams is able to bring the ball up the floor. Um, just guys like Jalen and guys like Jabari Smith that you, that you mentioned the freshmen, um, what are their roles going to look like? Because first Pearl said, you know, that there's, there's, there's not many guys on this roster right now that really fit the mold of, of power forward. And honestly, last year, there wasn't really anybody like that either. You know, Jalen Williams has that type of body, but, you know, to me, Nathan, he's more comfortable playing on the perimeter, and he's got a really nice three-point shooting touch. And when he got to Auburn, he didn't really have that. He had, like, the 12- to 15-foot jump shot. But when he got out past that, he wasn't comfortable and didn't make a lot of them. But he worked on that a lot But uh, between his freshman and sophomore years and got a lot of better at that. He's continued to work at that. I think where he needs to uh, be more effective, the guy's left-handed. He's like 6'8 or 6'9. He's got a lot of muscle. It's like, you know, if they come at you when you're trying to shoot that jump shot, attack the basket and go all the way, and you're left-handed. And and so often I've seen it over the years in college basketball, when left-handers drive to the basket, guys try to block the shot on the other hand, and they go through the body. And you go to the foul line and get shots. And, uh, you know, he needs to take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, just looking at Jabari Smith, I mean, I can see why Bruce Pearl would say you don't really need to call him a power forward because he runs the court like a two guard. He's got quick feet on defense. Uh, He's got a nice mid-range jumper. He's very comfortable shooting three shot, three pointers. But He's got the link to block shots inside, and, uh, you know, he's going to be fun to watch. And I think he's pretty mature for a freshman, Nathan. Uh, He's a guy that does a lot of extra workouts on his own. Of course, his dad being a former SEC player and former NBA player, he's had a good role model at home about what he needs to do to get ready to play in the SEC. Yeah, it it looks like an NBA player um, out there practice. That's something, you know, we had talked earlier in the summer about seeing him in practice. That's something we've said a million times. But um, he shot like 15 or 16 threes in in their their warm-ups, and I I only saw him miss once. I only saw him miss at the very end. So he's got a nice-looking stroke there. Um, And then, yeah, something that Stretch Akingbola said today is that really just in the few months, he's well, not few months, he's been on campus for a while now, 
Um, but he's developed a leadership quality. Um, he's grown a little more vocal and stretch that he hates to lose. Uh, if there's ever doing a, they're ever doing a five on five or anything like that. Um, and Jabari's team loses, he'll, he'll be the first one to get, to get really mad about it. Um, but talking about the backcourt now, it, it's, it's a little bit interesting. It's different than last season, obviously when uh, you had all those point guard issues, but um, Bruce said today that he thinks he's going to play both those guys at point talking about Wendell green from Eastern Kentucky um, Zepp Jasper from the College of Charleston. Just from what you've seen all offseason in practice, Mark, how do their two skill sets differ? And Bruce said he might put them on the court at the same time. Just how do you see that one playing out there in the backcourt? Yeah, I think that's what they've got to do because of just personnel on the team. And he also mentioned that KD Johnson, the transfer from Georgia, could also play some point guard. And at the practice today, uh, KD was taking turns at point guard on both offense and defense. And, uh, you know, KD is definitely a classic two-guard type. He's got like a mid-range offensive game. He's also can shoot the threes. But I think he's really comfortable driving to the basket and attacking inside. And he can also dish off doing that. So I don't think it's much of a reach for KD Johnson to be playing uh, point guard. Wendell Green got a really good shooting touch. He's not big. He's listed at 5'11", 170. I would say 5'11 might be a stretch, Nathan. I don't know that he, he's 5'11 at all unless he's wearing uh, two-inch heels. Uh, but he's certainly quick. He's also athletic. Um, and, you know, he's going to be a problem to guard one-on-one. And he's super competitive and um, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, because he played at Eastern Kentucky last year and he wants to prove he can play in the big leagues of college basketball. Zeb Jasper is fun to watch. Uh, he's very, very concerned about defense. And, uh, you know, man-on-man coverage, he's going to be one of the best defensive players I've seen play guard at Auburn. And uh, his nickname is the Honey Badger for obvious reasons because the way he defends. And, uh, you know, the question is, how good is he going to be as the off guard? Because at College of Charleston, he was mainly a point, And he's a – I, I, he's a little bit bigger. He's listed at 6'1", 170. I think that's probably about right. He looks like he's a little heavier than 170 to, to me, but he, um, you know, he's not going to back down from anybody. He's a feisty guy. And, uh, I mean, he's going to come in and contribute right away, I believe. Yeah, talking about those those guards, Bruce said, you know, they're kind of opposites of each other right now. Wendell's offense is ahead of his defense. He's a guy who's going to attack. Um, be a pretty fiery player on that side of the ball. And then, like you talked about, Zepp Jasper was a great defensive player at the College of Charleston, so he might be the other way around. So they're going to try to balance those two out. Um, yeah, some of the heights are interesting to to look at. Michael Michael Whitmore especially looks the walk-on point guard uh, who played with Walker Kessler at Woodward Academy, especially looks really short next to Kessler. Um, Justin Ferguson said today to me, you know, if he's if he's 5'10", I'm 6'9", because he's definitely not um, what he's listed at. But speaking of Kessler um, – Another guy, really fun to watch in practice. And you and I were talking about just the way he offensive, he rebounds on the offensive end might be pretty advantageous for this team because, you know, Bruce Pearl's teams are going to love to shoot three-point shots all the time, and, and he might be able to clean up some of those long rebounds. And, and we saw some of that today in practice, his ability to kind of control that, that space around the rim. And he might be a guy that's under-listed on the roster. He's listed at 7'1", I th- The players tell me he's really – Seven two. He's huge. And, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of reach, and he's not your normal, you know, aircraft carrier seven two, 
center from a generation ago. Uh, he is very comfortable playing with his face to the basket. He's got a really nice three-point shot, particularly from the corner. Um, he's got pretty good quickness. He can put the ball on the floor and score. Now, you don't want him doing that on a regular basis. Uh, but when he, if you get the ball to him down in the post, he can go to his right, he can go to his left, and he can score. And, uh, you know, he's, he's strong, and I think he's getting stronger. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. And uh, his new teammates seem to really like him a lot. You know, th- throw Kessler in there uh, with the rest of the guys. they got a really big front line. So, you know, they got a potential to play small, with three guards or even, you know, if you if you throw Jabari Smith in there and play him like a guard, you're playing four guards basically. And where you can play three really big guys. And then you could throw Jabari Smith in there too as sort of an off guard. You could play four really big guys with a point guard and cause some matchup problems. So this is really an intriguing roster. Um, and um uh, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of Auburn fans who follow basketball closely, Nathan, are looking forward to this season. Yeah, Kessler's kind of got that. I'm, I'm interested to see how Bruce uses him in terms of his offensive um, plan, just because when he signed, he talked about being an artist wanting to mold him. You saw his skill set at North Carolina. Didn't shoot too many three-pointers. He's kind of got that Chris Bosh type three-point shot where he barely lifts off the ground. Um, yeah, Bruce is used to playing small ball, but uh, just with this lineup he's got right now, he might – he might be forced into the other way, depending on the guys he puts out there. Um, Mark, we know that right now what they're working on, you know, it, it was interesting to me that they're looking so far ahead. They're, they're looking to that tournament um, in the Bahamas, talking about scouting some of those teams right now. Like they're making the name escapes me. The guy from Loyola Chicago, the, the really big guy who just rumbles up and down the floor. Um, but they're making Walker Kessler play him and the scout team right now. So they're intermixing guys um, with the scout team. So as, as it pertains to them going through the rest of preseason camp, doing their scout team stuff, whatever they're doing next, what are you going to be looking out for and, and listening for these next couple of weeks? They go through tip off the tumors. They're going to do their pro day. What are you going to be watching for over the next, I guess, month or so before the, the season tips off in early November? Yeah. When I go to practice, I always like to see, you know, how the team chemistry develops and uh, you know, which guys become more confident at taking shots to, Beat, beat the uh, just trying to get the personality of the team and uh, you know chemistry is such a big part of basketball as you well know Nathan and uh, well that team went to the final four they had great chemistry and uh, uh, the more they played together the better that chemistry got and uh, you know really good teams can adjust and play well against different styles of opponents and uh, you know I think Bruce Pearl's had some teams that can do that in the past, and this might be another one of those. So, um, you know, you of course, you always try to impose your will on people, and they're certainly going to try to do that. And, uh, you know, a big part of being able to do that is to play hard for 40 minutes. And I think they've got enough depth on this team to be able to substitute a lot and do a nine or 10 player rotation and keep guys fresh and not get too paranoid about getting people into foul trouble. Yeah, and it's going to be important for them, like you said, to get off on the right foot, develop some chemistry, um, and win a few games at the start of the season because this non-conference matters, number one. It's difficult. 
Uh, it's got a lot of difficult opponents on it. But number two, you're not going to have Alan Flanagan for most, if not all of it. So you've got to make sure that your game is stepped up there. Um, we're really, really looking forward to uh, having tip off at Tumors. Again, obviously, you know, this is the fourth time it's going to scheduled to be happening. And it was canceled two other times, one time because of weather, one time because of COVID. Um, then they got the pro day after that. So in the midst of, a, of an entertaining, kind of really interesting season now for Brian Harson with the quarterback and all that stuff, um, we're going to have Auburn basketball coverage. Mark, appreciate you coming on so much. Podcast, talk a little bit about Auburn's first day of basketball practice. If you guys enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. Intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. And the next, until the next episode, um, we will talk to you guys later. Everybody have a good week. Thank you.